ladies and gentlemen. If you don't have a good time today, let me hear you make some noise. Yeah! Come on! Come on! Give it up! Come on! Come on! Come on! Give it up! Come on! Come on! Look, first of all, first of all, I'm super excited. My name is Eldridge. You are tuning into the Just Eldridge podcast, the greatest podcast to ever hit the airwaves. <laughs> this is our, this is our second live show. This is our second live show, and it's so important because everybody say black media, black media, black media, black media. We control the narrative. If we do not tell the control the narrative, we're in trouble. So today, the point of Juneteenth is to celebrate, right? Yeah. We want to celebrate, but we also want to have what I call the family meeting. That's what this is. This is the family meeting. This is us coming together, and we're going to have a collective conversation, all of us, but along with some of my closest friends. So I'm going to introduce them real fast. This first person beside me, we always say ladies first. I am super excited to have her on this podcast. This is somebody that grew up in my hometown. I already told y'all I'm all about family. This is my cousin. But when it comes to us doing this work, this young lady is one of the co-founders of Form. Form is an organization recently started out of Monroe, Georgia, that stands for fighting oppression and racism in Monroe, Georgia. Give it up for my cousin, Peaches. Come on, Peaches. Come on, Peaches. She grown and she Brianne Robinson now because she grown. Yeah. All right, next person I want to bring uh, to the microphone is a brother who is near and dear to me. I always talk about the Just Elders podcast that the most important thing I'm a part of is Let Us Make Man. And this is probably one of the first brothers I truly bonded with in Let Us Make Man to the point we bonded because we both like the party. Yeah. And because we both like the party, four years ago we started doing this party. So yeah. y'all give it up for a brother that expanded my knowledge of Juneteenth, a native of Dallas, Texas. Give it up for my brother, Par Frederick Parham. Come on, come on, come on. Put it together, baby. Like hands in the choir. Come on. Come on. Last but not least, last but not least, I done had about five or ten people come up to me like, hey, 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 is that the brother from that show? Is that the brother from that movie? And I'm like, who are you talking about? Because to me, this is just the greatest teacher to ever uh, teach at Imhotep Academy. But now he is doing big things in Hollywood. You may have seen him on the Wu-Tang series. You may have seen him on Black Lightning. This brother is killing the movie scene right now. Give it up for my big brother, Jason Louder. Make some noise. Make some noise. Give it up. Give it up. Celebrity, baby. We can officially start putting on a flyer, celebrity guests. <laughs> we can start saying it. All right, so to all my listeners that's listening right now, you are hearing the uh, sounds of probably about 10,000 people. Y'all make some noise. Make some noise. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We super packed out here, man. But look, let me just say this. Let's start the conversation here. This is nothing formal. And I want y'all to jump in, too. If y'all got questions, y'all got something to say, let's have this conversation. Because right now, I, I honestly believe that this is probably one of the most Juneteenths I know for sure that I've ever lived. I'd love to see. Because right now, we are really in these streets. We really in these streets. Like we, Y'all ever heard somebody say something like, boy, if I was back there in the movement days, I wouldn't be with, Mal I wouldn't be with Martin. I would be with Malcolm. You don't heard people say that before, right? You don't heard people say, oh, if I was back there, I don't know if I could have made it. Newsflash, you back there. You here right now. Like, newsflash, back then, police was killing us. Police killing us now. 
Back then, we were getting lynched. We getting lynched right now. Back then, citizens had the right to kill us. They killing us right now. So now we're having a conversation about how do we operate in the 21st century of this movement. Juneteenth is important because we got to celebrate our ancestors and their accomplishments. But we also got to talk about how we're going to get more accomplishments in the near future. So with that being said, I want to start off uh, with my brother Parham. Really, man, just bring why June seems so significant. Why should everybody be here? And why do you do what you do? Man, I want everybody in the parking lot to just give me some. Let me hear y'all say, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, man, I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas, man. I don't remember a time when I wasn't celebrating Juneteenth. In fact, shit, I was celebrating Juneteenth, which came before July 4th. So that's all I remember is just coming with my family and doing that thing. Uh, And so for me, when I came to Atlanta, um, you know, it was more about just letting people know, hey, man, this this holiday is a part of who we are. And let's celebrate, you know, let's celebrate. So for me, I just think um, tonight. Everybody is here. I'm so privileged to be a part of this effort. This is our fourth year, Eldridge. I'm so proud of Randall and the band. Yeah, yeah, give it up, give it up, give it up. Y'all so do us a favor. Buy these shirts. We don't buy too many. Yes, get these shirts. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you won't know if you were here unless you have these shirts. Right, right. Uh, next person I want to uh, hit on is um, Brian Peaches. Um Right now, it's important not only for us to celebrate our ancestors, but it's also important to emulate our ancestors. And what I mean by that, it's our time to fight. It's our time to get to it, right? So, uh, Brianne, I'm going to be real with y'all. We got a lot of people protesting in Atlanta right now, right? We got a lot of people in Decatur. But what's so significant about this sister? She's fighting in Monroe, Georgia. Monroe, Georgia. Let me tell y'all, Georgia is a red state. Yes, sir. For those who don't know what that means, that means we are a Republican, white, conservative, racist. redneck, racist state. Oh, no. <laughs> Atlanta will fool you. Atlanta will yep. make you think that Georgia is just this black place, and it's not. It's not. And this sister is living in Monroe, Georgia, where the last mass lynching, Morris Ford Bridge, happened in Monroe, Georgia. When I the last ma- last mention, what I mean by that, there were. Two couples, a man and a woman, both of the black sisters were pregnant. They were hung. The men that did it, still alive, still live in Monroe with no prosecution. That's the type of stuff she's working in. So with that being said, Peaches, why do you do the work? You somebody that got a job, you don't have to do it. You can ignore it like everybody else. You don't have to come out to protest. You don't have to lead. Why are you fighting a regular person? Because I think people look at activists like they're superheroes, but we're just normal uh-huh. people. We're normal people that's sick and tired of being sick and tired, like Fannie Lou Hamer said. So, Peaches, why are you doing the work? Well, I'm fighting um, really for, for my family um, and for my son. So my son is nine, and just a couple of months ago, you know, we had a situation where my brother brought him home because he was having a meltdown at his dad's house. He got his service dog. The cops pulled him over in the yard and asking all of these questions, shining the light on my son. And 
not knowing I'm in the house and I see these lights. So I run out and, you know, I'm like, what is going on? And he was like, who are you? Who are you? I was like, no, who are you? You know, why are you in my yard pulling over my brother? My son is autistic. You will not shine that light in his face. So to make a long story short, I am tired. I am sick and tired. Um, I came back to Monroe three years ago. I left because it's so much oppression is so much there and nobody want to stand up and say anything. So when my brother Dante got started, I'm in the background, you know, he's asking questions and I'm telling him and I'm, and I said straight up to him, I'm tired of moments. If this is going to be a moment, I, I, I cannot do that because Kendrick Johnson haven't got justice served. Trayvon Martin haven't got justice served. If we're talking about particularly to Monroe, those two couples' family have not got justice served. 1981, Lynn Jackson's justice have not been served. That man did not hang himself. It was a lynching. And I'm tired, so I've been catapulted to the front. And if I'm out there by myself every week, I will be there. Because protesting, it works. Come on, sis. I'm about actions. And I know we get these laws changed. We get this crickedness up out of legislation. Oh, it's coming. It is coming. And I will fight to my dying end. I know what it's going to take. Monroe is real. They still lynching. It's a modern day lynching happening. I, things are already happening right now as I speak. You know, cops patrolling my, my neighborhood three times through the night. I'm, 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 I'm a little bitty old person. I'm 125 pounds, but they scared for four protesters to be out and you got eight cops watching. They scared. You know, your history book make you their history. Let's put it like that. What they're writing in the books Come on, make sis. you think Martin Luther Come King on, was sis. so peaceful. He was this. He Come was on, on the sis. FBI watch list. Come on. Sis. Him talking, him marching, him walking. They were scared. That's, That's why right. they did what they did. Y'all, can y'all give it up for the sisters? Can y'all give it up for the sisters? Because we, when you talk about this movement, man, um, Derek Bozeman always say it. If you wanna, if you wanna create a plan, you call brothers. But if you want to execute a plan, you call them sisters. That's right. And you know, them sisters, That's they have right. been on the front line. So give, it up, give it up for our black sister warriors. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Everybody put your hands yeah. together for the women. Sister uh, warriors. Jason Louder, man. Um, first of all, let me just say, I'm so proud of you, man, publicly. Uh, let me tell y'all, I am a victim of a black genius being captive in white schools. Mm. I'm victim of a black genius being mm. captive in white schools. Cause Damn. a lot of times we're taking our kids to these white private schools because we think they can teach us. We're taking our kids to these white schools, but we don't know we're putting our kids in the middle of a war zone. Mm. And if we're not equipping them and giving them the tools, the information to articulate what they're going through, Mm. they won't know what it is. And I didn't know what it was until I got out of it. Mm. And I didn't know how much I was missing to the first time I saw this brother teach. Mm. I was at Imhotep Academy, a pan-African school, Mm. and this brother... We have a, a workshop in Let Us Make Man called Awakening the Genius mm. in Our Youth by Keenan Walker. Mm. And this is one of the first brothers I saw do that. Mm. And um, this brother has since he's left the classroom. He's doing his acting thing. He was always doing it, but now he's doing it full time. Because <laughs> um, the reason why that's so important, because we yes. always talk about our celebrities, right? Our celebrities not talking for us. And I'm glad to know that the bigger he grows, 
we're gonna have a celebrity that talks for us. So hard. So like, can you, can you talk, can you talk to us about the importance of media imagery right now in this moment? Yes, sir. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so so I mean, brother, I'm just I'm proud of you. I, I want to say that publicly, how proud of you I am. Um, just to see you use your platform for something like this, for for continuing to shed light and display. <laughs> I see you speaking truth to power all the time. I'm like, yo, Andrew, yeah, that's it, brother. You know what I'm saying? So I just I thank you for that. Um, as far as the 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 media, um, man, I'm blessed to be um on a TV show, Black Lightning, man, where. You know, give it up, give it up, Black Lightning. Give it up, Black Lightning, Black Give it up, yes sir, yes sir. So it's a blessing because Salim um, Akil and Mar Brock Akil, man, they have taken the, they they they're using their their I guess their position for power and to empower others, right? So they're talking about green light, a drug that was brought into the black community to do experiments on black people. That's crack cocaine right there. Yes, sir. So he's saying, look, this is what this fictional green light is doing, and I'm going to show y'all what how it's impacted our community. So, man, I'm just part of, being a part of that TV show, man, is just one thing that I'm truly grateful for and to be able to 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 tell narratives, to, to, to show us in another light, right. to show a black man who's a principal of a school who's a superhero. Right. This man, right, so right. we're superheroes. Right. To our children, we're superheroes, right? right? Right. So I think as as we continue to show us in the light that we need to be shown, and it's up to us to to tell our stories. Right. If tell we don't our tell our stories, stories, nobody else will. Right. Come on. So it's our duty and responsibility duty. to tell our stories right. because that's that 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 onus is on us, and if we don't do it, then they will. Come and if on. they do it well, like Farrakhan said it, he already said it back in the day. He said the way they view us and the way they see us, the way, the way we've been depicted as killers, as brute, as animals, they're going to say, oh, it's okay for them to kill black people because they're animals. That's what we see on TV. So we need to change those narratives. I, it's up to us to change the narratives. Right. And so that's the that's the work that I want to start doing. I want to start changing the narratives. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's what's up. Give it up. Come Give on. it up for Jason Lada. Come on. So, um, Slaughter said something. Slaughter said something early. He said, if you see black speakers get on stage and they don't say reparation, they ain't representing. Uh, Everybody say reparation now. Reparation now. Reparations now. Reparations now. Let me tell y'all, when we talk about reparations, I don't want y'all to get lost in the sauce. And what I say about get lost in the sauce, for a long time, we were lost in the sauce about segregation, right? People never thought it would happen. So it was a lot of people that didn't participate in the boycotts. It was a lot of people that didn't participate in the work because they thought it was never going to happen. So, boom, we got lost in the sauce with the first black president. Say what you want to say, what he did do, what he didn't do. But we didn't. We never thought it was going to happen. I remember the biggest bits that communities, uh, comedians used to always talk about was one, Michael Jackson, two, being a black president. Because it was the biggest joke. We never thought it was going to happen. And it happened. So one thing that we're starting to see is the impossible becomes possible right. when the people begin to work. Right. So now, reparations is possible. Yes, sir. Come on. For the first time in a long time, we are right here right. to on. get reparations. Right. Come on. And when I tell people, when I'm talking about reparations, I'm talking about a comprehensive plan yeah. that gives us everything that they took away. 
we're not just talking about a cash payout, but Come we on. want it. We're Come not on. just talking about uh, we're not just talking about cash. We're talking about education. Right. We're talking about land. Right. We're talking about health care. Yeah. We're talking about everything they took our 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 political prisoners. Yeah. We're talking about um, we're talking about brothers and sisters that are on probation. Yeah. Brothers yes, and sisters who are felons that don't deserve to be felons. Right. That is what reparations is. Yeah. We got an opportunity to uproot everything that they took back, but we have to do the work. Yes. We have to do the work. And I know, Parham, you have been on this movement for a minute. You came in the movement on reparations. Oh, yeah, man. What H.R. 40. What does it look like? Man, House Bill 40. Y'all do me a favor. Do me a favor. Can, y'all, can we keep it down just a little bit? Just a little bit. House Bill 40, I'll speak up. 1993, I was 22 years old. And we were going to the Texas State Legislature, Louisiana, Mississippi, and challenging those elected officials to support H.R. 40, which was in the U.S. Congress, a reparation study bill by John Conyers of Michigan. I'm doing this 25 years ago, doing that work. And... The reparations bill is not new. The reparations demand is not new. It goes back as far as David Walker's appeal in the 1800s. Frederick Douglass and others demanded reparations. And so today, H.R. 40 is actually still in Congress. Right, right. Right? Right? John Conyers isn't there, but another black person from the Congressional Black Caucus is sponsoring the bill. And so we have to make sure that our demand is pushed forward and in the public eye. Right. So is uh is Reginald Muhammad here? Is is Reginald here? Reginald Muhammad is a brother that has been doing reparation work for the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. The brother is super strong. We actually did an interview with him that'll be coming out soon, going really deep into what reparations is and how we can take advantage of it as a people. Um, next thing I'm going to talk about, I want to talk to Peaches again. Um, I want you to talk to the mothers. Um, cause you're out here and you're fighting for your son. Your son is still here. And there's a club that we start to see that these mothers are joining and no mother should join. And that's the mothers that have lost their sons to police brutality. Speak to the mothers. Why should they get involved now before something happens? Because you got to educate them. And basically what we grew up with is, you know, be weary of the police, you know, do this, do that, then the third. But you, we're not telling them they're exercise their rights. Right. Not saying the police pull you over and he asks you all these rhetorical questions. You don't have an answer. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you got a right to remain silent. Right. You can ask the question, am I being detained? Yep. If you are, you can call your lawyer. The education needs to start early. Right. Early as your baby can talk. Right. You need to be educating them. Because if they don't know, we sending them out there blind. On, you know, we grow up with the saying they got two strikes against them already. My son got three. He's autistic, so he don't even know social cues. So it's hard. So even those special needs parents, we got to stick together. We got to educate. It, it can be a challenge, but if you don't know, find somebody who know. Because if we keep sending them out there, we're going to keep losing them to the system. That's right. We got any black mothers raising black, black children mothers, in the brother? Come on. Black mothers, make some noise, make some noise, black mother. Come on, black mom. Can I get a black mother just to uh, tell what's your biggest concern right now during these times? Can I get a black mother to tell what's one of your biggest concerns right now during these moments? Any black mothers? 
Let's go, y'all. Give it up for my mama, y'all. Give it up. Give it up. Thank you. My biggest concern as um, a mother is I have two sons. Hey, mama, come on. Just come up. I have two sons that are actively involved in advocating for the community. And I have concern that when your faces are beginning to show up on television, your name is coming up in closed meetings. My concern becomes that you have people who work in secrecy that may uh, seek to attack you. But one thing that I have learned that fear has stopped a lot of progress in the past. And so we have to, as mothers, realize that it's two kind of fears we can live in. We can live in the fear in which we teach our sons and our, our men, our husbands, our brothers, our fathers, to be silent and be okay, and we will continue to live in an oppressed state. Or we have to find the courage to stand behind you and know that if your life is taken prematurely, it is all for the plan. And that we got to be willing. And I think if you go back in history and look at the Jim, um, um, Jim Crow, the Jim Crow ladders, uh, what was the, the guy, Willie the Willie Lynch. He said in his, his, uh, plea to plantation owners, it was that the way we would keep, um, the black family in slavery for years is that we would rob the woman of her husband and we'll take the strongest black male in the community and we will torture him in front of the mothers and the children and that black mother love for her children will be so great that she will fear them ever rebelling and she will encourage them to listen to the master and then the second thing ladies that we got to learn to do if we have a disagreement with our men whether he's a husband or boyfriend or just a close associate, we got to keep our business inside of our house. We cannot allow our power to be given to people outside and seeing us disrespecting our men. I know that this is going to be a hard statement to, to hear, but I'm going to tell you something that I know to be true, and I, I'm an older woman in the community. A man will only do what you allow him to do. And the power that you have as a woman is you got to find what you want for your life. And then you got to be willing to do the work to get the life that you want. And then you will end up finding men that will come and stand alone beside you and help you manifest those things. So I don't want to get too broad in this. But I just want to tell my sons, I want to tell my boyfriend, Wendell, I want to tell my brothers, my sisters, my <laughs> my ex-husband, everybody. I want to tell you black men that are standing here, it is your responsibility to stand up and be men. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility to protect the queen that is in your house. So a lot of times when you see us acting out of line, it is because your head is out of line. 
your leadership is out of line. Because one thing that I know about a black woman, we are the only creation out here that understand your struggle. And so when we stand behind you and we hold you up and then you disrespect us in these streets, it is very difficult for us to stand behind you. We Every pain that you ever had, we have it. Every struggle you ever had, we had it. We had it as mothers. We've had it as your wife. We've had it as your girlfriend. So don't go out in these streets and lift up the white community and come home and treat us like dogs. This is Just Paulette Podcast. This is the Just Paulette Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. But listen, I'm going to say this in closing. But if you have the kind of mind, the man that is not mature enough to know what he has in you, then one thing that you need to consider, why are you giving the most precious gift that you got, which is your life as a woman, to a man that don't even understand what you're worth? Shit. And you need to let your son see that as a mother, I'm not going to let a man disrespect me. And your sons will begin to fall in line with what they see. Your men will support the woman that you are. So you need to go home and just reconsider. I don't care what your life is like right now. Everybody has a jacked up situation at one time or another. I was a teen mother at 15. But I made up in my mind that I was not my circumstance. I was in a circumstance, I was in a situation, but the woman that I was, I was going to rise up above my circumstance, and I was going to dictate my future. And look at me today, I have six very successful children. Say that. I was married for 30 years, divorced, did not make an enemy of my ex-husband, and now I have a, a wonderful man that stands beside me. And you know what? And we can all be in this same place. Got a boyfriend here, ex-husband there, children, and it ain't no discord. No disrespect that I taught my children. Because I'm going to tell you, when you talk down on a man that you've been with, it tells everybody the kind of woman you are. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. 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 That has been Reverend Paulette Washington. <laughs> Don't do it. Y'all give it up, give it up for my mama, give it up. Yeah. Oh. Y'all give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. <laughs> After all that, I ain't got shit to say. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Look, but look, let me let me say this for real, for real, for real. Cause we ain't we ain't gotta talk about what we know. We know it's our time right now. We know it's our time for all of us, no matter who you are, no matter what's your age, no matter what's your job title, no matter what's your gender, 
your race, your religion. It's your time to make a decision if you're going to be on the right side of history. Today was an opportunity for us to take a break, relax. Right. Today is just a day for us to celebrate. Celebrate. Today was a day for us to just lift each other up. I don't care if I agree with you. Like, you know, you get, you get so many people like, oh, I ain't celebrating a day cause we ain't free. Like, nigga, shut up. Like, come on. Like this, <laughs> this is just our one day because tomorrow we all got to get up and fight like hell. Tomorrow we got to get up and fight at our jobs. Tomorrow we got to get up and fight for our children. We got to fight for our marriages. We got to fight in our businesses. And again, I just want to thank everybody for showing up because you showing yeah, up today man. Yeah, man. tells us that you want to be a part. You want to be a part of this thing we call the movement. And we appreciate y'all. Uh, we always say this when we close out the Just Elders podcast. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next, next week. Thank y'all. See y'all next week. This has been a Just Elder podcast. Big shout out to Keith of New Voices Production. Y'all make sure there's Keith for making it happen. And look, I'm going to see if DJ Nas can spin for us for one more hour before we go home. Y'all, let's celebrate. Let's go. Turn up. June team, 2020. They ever beat them that we lost to this race war. No real estate, they try to put us in our place more. You face down, these things you swing your back. So yeah, fuck peace, survival is what I pray for. Uh, most high, give me strength. I tried to do the right thing when you gave me this gift. You ain't gotta send no Uber, just give us a lift. And tell my people don't trip.